previously on Deck of Many Aces. Can I investigate the sundial before we do anything? You were fighting around the carcass of the fire snake. There is no trace that this creature ever existed. The scene around you changes. This The tranquil square switches first to a fiery landscape where a carcass of a fire snake lies then to a strange and foreign looking place uh, with glittering structures where what can only be described as a nest of displacer beasts is crawling and then it returns back to the town square and the carcass of the displacer beast is gone Many Aces, an actual play podcast made with actual asexuals. <laughs> Sorry, Ariel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you left Ariel alone in the cold there. Damn, guys. I did a woo. I'll just sit here with my blams. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we are a group of people on the aromantic or asexual spectrum playing 5th edition D&D with a twist. Everyone's character uh their past, present, and future is based on cards drawn from the deck of many things. I am Ellie, and I use she/her pronouns, and I am your dungeon master. Wow, that's not the right—that's not the right opening. It's your DM. It doesn't stand for dungeon master. Let's try it again. My name is Ellie, and I use she/her pronouns, and I will be your DM today. Your demisexual mastermind, which was Ooh. the honorary title that I was given from my home D and D group. Uh, we like decided to do a uh, like team choice awards, except we called it team trust issues choice awards, um, <laughs> and everyone got to like submit ideas for different like names for DMs, and mine was demisexual mastermind, and I was like, yeah. Does everyone want to introduce themselves? My name is Am, and I play Tosia Atherdale, uh, Loxodon fighter and party tank. Uh, we both use she/her pronouns. And Tosia is currently having a nervous breakdown. Woo! I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Chloe. I play Raina Riftwood, a tabaxi bard who's having a nice long sleep. And we both use she, her pronouns. Pronouns? Pronouns. <laughs> pronouns? <laughs> pronouns? Uh, pronouns? Uh, woo? Oh, no! Oh, no! 
<laughs> we're a we're wow. a super professional podcast. We really have Don't lie to the people. The highest caliber of of content. How dare you insinuate we are anything but utter trash. <laughs> trash raccoons, yes. I've never seen a professionalism. I spent far too long <laughs> yesterday looking at UUAMVs. You cannot say anything. I stayed up late watching like uh, bits from the Cats musical. The original Cats Ew. musical, not the, not the film version. Oh, the good. stage version. Thank God. Which is way better than the film mm. version, just FYI. I mean, I still don't like it, but at least it's like good. <laughs> yeah, I get why yes. now it's popular. I'm not sure it's good, but it is interesting. <laughs> anyway, Ariel, were you saying something? Yeah, I was going to introduce myself. You do that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hi, I'm Ariel. I am playing Delphi, who's a Growfolk uh, warlock and... I use she, they pronouns, and Delphi uses she. Hi, I'm Katie. I use she, her, or they, them pronouns, and I am going to be playing Morgan today. The, well, I mean, every episode so far, I have been playing Morgan. <laughs> she is a tiefling wizard, and she can fly. I think we've established that, but I'm going to say it again. My my flatmate did ask me, like, are we going to introduce the characters every time? And I was like, yeah, because I kind of, I'd like to think that if like a random person stumbles upon this episode and like starts listening instead of like listening at the beginning and they get halfway through and they're like i love this content but i don't know what's going on at least they'll have like some clue yeah (laughs) and can go back i mean i never we never did stuff like explain what a tiefling is or yeah but no they'll pick it up through osmosis if they have access to podcast platforms they have access to google yes yes just Google it. Except for my one. That one doesn't exist. Yeah, but you explained it. You explained it. Also... Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's an episode with an explanation. You know. Also, the, the description that you gave us the other day, which was, like, a god was told to create a human but only had trees as a reference point is the, like, best description of a race I have mm-hmm. ever heard. Yeah, and it's the thing... It's the reason they have purple blood is because they're like... I've been told that they have this fluid that goes through their body. I don't know what colour it is. So I'm going with purple. <laughs> purple makes sense. Yeah. Does Delphi um, have like leaves on like like a proper like like what's the word? Canopy like a tree? Or is she just like a big log? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot to describe Delphi as just one big stick. <laughs> she rolls everywhere. She has no arms or legs. <laughs> Just a face on a lot. It's an absolutely cracking episode start, guys. I mean, it was like kind of funny, but also a genuine question. Um, I don't know yet. I haven't thought. I there are certain things I decided not to think about. I had to ask that I uh, never actually asked. For for those of us who are interested in specifics of D and D rules, uh, what race did you base Delphi off of? Is there a published dryad? Uh, no, I based that it- block. Uh, it's really easy to make up um, races. Like it's incredibly mm. easy. And with modern stuff now, you could—they've even like gotten rid of a lot of race um, attribute changes, and you base them off your class and background. And so the only thing mm. you have to figure out is the um, abilities. And I just grabbed ones from different things that exist already. And like there are point—you okay. can like you can make them so easily. There are like point by systems to do it super easily. And it's just like, oh, oh, cool. All right. So it's uh, completely homebrew. Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, like, I trust you all to, like, not, like, make ridiculous OP decisions. Sweats nervously. 
<laughs> but also like i i was i i think as well like if you do make big op decisions i just need to talk to you about how to make things more challenging and interesting for you which is fine that's just like a conversation mm. we need to have anyway shall we dive in let's do yes. it yeah. so what do y'all remember from last time we nearly died. We fought oh, yeah. the, the things, and then we went to bed. But before we went to bed, we had a weird flash of vision of some other place. Was it just Toz who had the weird flash? I saw everything because I, for some reason, the tank crit on this roll. But I think <laughs> you all saw like a couple yeah. different places. I just had weird dreams, and Morgan saw some stuff, and I, um, Delphi, sorry, was just straight out asleep. I think. Yeah. Morgan saw the kind of place with a bunch of fire in it and the fire snake, but I can't remember. Someone saw that. Uh, I saw the fireplace. I saw a place with displacer beasts, and I saw another place, but I can't remember what it was. I didn't write. I probably wrote it down. Uh, Delphi had a really rough day. And now they are napping. She deserves to be passed out. She did. She did. She. Yeah, bad, bad stuff mm. happened. Poor Delphi. Delphi in the no good, horrible, very bad day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It is the next morning. Uh, you've all woken up after having presumably mixed degrees of restful sleep. I think, I assume you're all like meeting downstairs in like, in, in the Convening pub. for breakfast. Yeah, Scoot is there as well, just in the corner. Morgan will probably be one of the first to wake up, I think, because she gets up at sunrise every morning uh, to say her prayers to the god Collector. She she does some prayers, she lights a candle, snuffs it out, and just generally starts her morning. A bit of relaxing contemplation of, of the nature of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we all do. Uh. As we all do. <laughs> Collector uh, is the god of truth and time in this setting. Is that correct? Have I just messed that up? Yeah. That's correct, right? Yes. Yes. No. No. That is correct. Collector is the god of truth and time, and their gender is beyond mortal comprehension. Um, I think so. Toz would have gotten up super early, not out of habit, but she wants to write some letters. Oh, cool. Who's she writing to? I'd like to write one letter to my uncle and one letter to my father. Okay. Cool. What you saying? Just basically detailing what I saw in that vision before bed. Mm. Oh, cool, cool. Um, just being like, kind of freaking out. I'd ask. I'm asking my dad to do. They've written a little bit differently. My dad letter to my father is just kind of me being like, "Can you do some research?" And the letter to my uncle is basically being like, "You know, this doesn't seem to be particularly scary. Uh, but if it's a considered threat to the realm, it's my duty to inform you." Oh. That kind of thing. She's so lawful. Um, yeah, incredibly lawful. Uh, yeah, and then I think she's going to go out and try and find a place to send them and then come back in through the front of the tavern whilst everyone comes down for breakfast. Okay, awesome. Yeah, you can see um, sort of right on the edge of this tiny settlement, there's like a little sort of dilapidated little post box um, with like a collection time of like twice a week. Um, the next collection's going to be in about two days brilliant, yeah, I'll pop them in there and then just make a note of the collection time as well to share with the others and go to breakfast awesome Rain is literally rolling out of bed and coming down looking for food wait, 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 is is Raina tumbling out of bed and stumbling to the kitchen and pouring herself (laughs) a cup of ambition (laughs) 
<laughs> not the last one. And by ambition, I mean rum. Yes, no. <laughs> like, I, I didn't make a raging alcoholic. <laughs> she just likes, <laughs> just likes a drink. Um, but not in the morning. Because that would be bad. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't drink in the morning for the beer. Historically, I, I think <laughs> sailors just... I think all sailors and like everyone just drank watered down beer all the time. Yeah. I think yeah. that was just yeah. what people drank, like including in the day. In mm, the UK. Probably. Um, in, the, in the UK, I believe it was the thing. But that was because the water was so bad. Mm. It was safer to drink brewed water. I get it. Well, we have safe water in this universe because of, presumably, if you're going to send a boat out to sea, you will have at least somebody who can cast the create water spell. So, yeah. um... Mm. Magic kind mm-hmm. of destroys all those problems. But anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, well, magic should create a utopia, however. However. The other side has has magic too, in the immortal words of, of, of the Minister for Magic. Um... <laughs> I couldn't remember who like who'd said that. I was like, Terry Pratchett. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a Terry Pratchett. I can't remember if it was Cornelius Fudge or, or um, Rufus Scrimgeour. Scrim- it doesn't matter because the real life, you know, who wrote those books. So. I was going to say. I, I thought uh, Hatsune Miku wrote all of those books. Yeah, um, Hatsune Miku wrote Harry Potter. Of, while they were making Minecraft, you know. The... Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Is Delphi doing anything particularly this morning, or are you, uh, are you all just convening for breakfast? Yeah, I think they just wake up quite late is the main thing. They're very, like, they just and stumble out. I, I feel like you could go for the comedy thing of there's a bird, like, nesting in their hair. Um, yes! But in this case, it's more realistic because the hair is leaves. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon now. You've said it. You can't take it back. <laughs> An answer to my question. <laughs> I will. I will let the resident artist know to update her drawings. <laughs> the, the important question is: uh, Does this does this tavern sell coffee? Hot brown morning potion. Yes. Excellent. As you all head down to breakfast. There's Harley with his with his arm in a sling, still on shift because, as we know, retail and service workers cannot cut a break. <laughs> I'm free. And Scooter is sat waiting for you as well, um, with like the world's biggest plate of hash browns oh. and sausages. Because I feel like Scooter's a hash and sausages. Yes, Scooter's definitely an English breakfast gal. So. You're all gonna, what, like, come sit down and have a little discussion over breakfast? Yeah. yeah. I think Toz looks absolutely ragged. Like, you can tell she just straight up didn't sleep. Uh, Scooter's sitting and waiting for you and is like, Good morning. How did everybody sleep? Okay? Oh, very, very poorly. Um, I have something to tell everyone. Oh, you do? Yeah, so right before I went to bed, um, everything changed. The window changed. Changed, huh? Did it become wood? It was like the it was the town square, and then it was a nest of displacer beasts, and then it was just lots of fire everywhere. It was very bad. I think it's a dimension plane. It's a pl- weird plane thing. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like this town's going to keep getting attacked until we sort it out. I think I saw some sort of fire thing then I kind of just assumed I was very tired um it yes it's it's not good strange it's like an overlay I suppose 
I don't know what that is. Oh, you know, like thing lying on top of the other thing. Um, oh, yes. Where where the, the the fire snake was where it had been, as if it had just been from one one version of reality to the next. So those poor things were just getting ripped from their homes and freaking out, and then we killed them. Oh, well, when you put it like that. Hmm. Yes, I think the first order of business after I have drunk this coffee is to go out and have a look at that sundial mm. and actually have a proper look at it instead of just... Mm. I, I had a proper look at it. Well, no one cast detect magic, so I think... Well, this is true. Uh, that, that will be the first order of business. I think Delphi goes, oh, I can do that now, and gets up and starts to walk out the, the door. <laughs> oh, rather prematurely. Morgan will will follow with her cup of coffee then. <laughs> I'm gonna grab an ale mug and fill it with coffee and then follow them. Reno, I feel at this point has definitely ordered the same plate of hash browns and sausages that um, that Scooter had, <laughs> and she's yes. literally gonna take the entire thing outside with her. <laughs> yeah, Scooter rolls her eyes and like grabs her plate and is like just like follows after you all. Okay, so uh, what are we looking for? Can we go straight to the sundial? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a question for Delphi um. out of character, which is, uh, is this going to take up one of your like two warlock spell slots? No, I can cast it at will. Oh, um, cool. I can do it as yeah. a ritual, but it'll take ten minutes to ritual cast, Ooh. so um, you might as well invocation. do it then. Invocation! Yeah, invocation the way we get busted. Now, I can nice. just do it all the time. Uh, Delphi takes out their, their crystal and kind of, it's quite easy really for them, so they just do some stuff with their crystal, say some, mutter some phrases, and then hopefully they can see something. Ooh, what are they muttering? Is it like, or is it just that people can't hear what what she's saying? Oh yeah, it's just like random magical phrases. I don't know, I'm not a wizard in real life. Are you going to quote that repeatedly? (laughs) (laughs) That's the magic word, isn't it? That's the magic word. I'm like, please tell me what I'm I'm meant to be seeing because I don't know how to do this yet. Uh, it's it's actually inside the crystal is a small gnome who that like a tiny gnome <laughs> who do magic, and I just ask them to do everything. That's what I'm. Uh, it's me. I'm the tiny gnome. Yeah. Delphi is a magician. That's it. You cracked the character backstory. Oh. You got it. Actually, Delphi's just made up of thousands of tiny gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's so tall. Three dwarves um, in a wood trench in a wood trench coat. Wood trench coat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you cast detect magic on the sundial, and so again, this magic there, there is magic on the sundial, but there are two things of note. The first thing is that I've spoken before about how there's like there's detect magic that isn't attributed to a school of magic uh and i was thinking about how to like explain this in a way that makes sense to scientists and then i realized i wasn't scientific enough to be able to do a proper analogy so here is an artist art student's (laughs) attempt of doing a scientific (laughs) analogy we can restart (laughs) this if you want here we go so We've, we have spoken a little bit out of the podcast about how magic and technology and science kind of all intertwine and how there's like the kind of 
magic that like people have kind of control over and then there's like big like arcana levels of stuff that is just kind of like beyond mortal comprehension do you mean divine magic and things yeah that kind of divine magic type of thing i like to think of it as the schools of magic are like a prism that has been placed in front of a stream of light Mm. so it is human and people intervening and going okay here's how we split up this raw energy into appropriate usages like necrotic magic or transmutation um and i don't think this is how it works in DD, but this is my universe so this is how it works in my universe what you see on this sundial is not like red for transmutation or purple for necrotic it's just white so it's like unfiltered raw magic and that's the same as was on the um on the big prisms in the desert right the monoliths Yes, exactly. The second thing that you notice, and I'm just realising that I used the same, like, device in the game that me and Chloe played last night, so sorry for some deja vu, Chloe. (laughs) Whereas the crystals, like, this white light magic was coming from them, like, they were clearly, like, magical things. This is more like dust, it's kind of like magical residue. And Delphi, as you look around, you can see that, like, there's a lot of this residue on the sundial, but there's also residue, like, kind of all over the square. And even as you watch, it's sort of slowly disintegrating and kind of disappearing. Like, the after effects of the magic are kind of slowly wearing off. Mm. Morgan? Yes? Does the sunrise have anything to do with, like, uh, oh, how do I say it? Getting rid of magic or, or changing it? Is that like a thing? Ellie, can I make something up here <laughs> or will, does it have plot ramifications? Um, Say what you're going to make up first and then I will confirm or deny it. Uh, well, hmm. there's long been theorised that there's a strong connection with natural cycles, renewal... It, it's a whole thing, it's kind of muddied because for religious reasons obviously sunrise is like a big symbol of collector and the repeating cycle of the days and passing of time but still having a continuity there and repetition which is to say that people have done some studies to see how sunrise and such can affect magic but there's not a very clear specific Ah, uh, yes, yeah, spells end at, at sunrise or anything. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I zoned out a little bit there. I just. Uh, I think you basically said you don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a kind of matter of religious debate as much as it is. People have biases when we're discussing the question. Yeah. Um. um cool. Saying I don't know is fine, you know. But it was very interesting. The bit that I understood. The cl- do you, you do know who Calaxa is? Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just checking. I think at this point, Delphi turns back and goes, The druids to the south of us are stronger in the full moon. The, there are many parts of this. Uh, anyone who gathers their energy from the world is affected by the world, by the change of the time and season. It, it has an effect, even if we do not know, understand how. Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, because I was thinking they've only come out at night, 
and now and now they're not here. Um, that may be to do with wanting to avoid the light. As a- I mean, you know, unless there's some kind of crazy mage on the edge of town who's trying to do plane shifts or something. No, uh-huh. it's the, the the magic doesn't fit. It's not. But if Toz saw what might be another plane, uh, and that's where the monsters are coming from, then she's not. That makes sense. I, I don't know if anyone really has the resources to do that outside of a major academic institution. Oh, Ellie, is this to- is this, is this vaguely off base, or should or is this okay for me to say? No, this is this is all like I'm. This is all yeah. fine and good. Uh, I mean, even um, if they do have the resources in in the university in Seizure, they they did do some um, experiments five ten years back to get some proper data from other planes of reality. You can't really just kind of teleport a whole square into a different plane, or oh, wow, it's 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 really not that. You can't just kind of hand wave and say, oh yes, it's clearly from another plane of reality, without that implying a lot about. A very powerful wizard doing it, or a university of powerful wizards doing it, or a god doing it, which may be happening. It may be a god doing it, but it's, uh... Well, if it's a god doing it, I don't know if we necessarily want to stop him. Oh, well, if it's a god doing it, it's clearly above our pay grade, but, um... Yes, I don't really see how we can do anything about this. I don't particularly want to get smited. <laughs> Delphi, does it look like it's coming from the sundial? If we destroy the sundial, will that do anything? It's not coming from anywhere. It came from somewhere, and it's it was settled. It does it feel does the dust that's kind of settled that's like slowly degrading. Is it degrading into the air upwards, like upwards, or is it blowing away? It's kind of it's degrading upwards. It's almost like yeah, it's like kind of like rising up and like evaporating. Yeah. And it wasn't like extremely strongly centered on the sundial. It was just kind of around. It's it was it was everywhere. It kind of like was a little bit, I guess, more clumped on the sundial. But it wasn't it wasn't like all on the sundial and barely anywhere else. It was just like slightly more concentrated around the sundial. It's like someone threw a bag of flour in the air and exploded it. It, it settled where it around where it. Okay, I suppose this is the centre of town. Um, does it, so can I have a look at it and check that it is plastic? Yeah, fantasy you can do plastic. That. Do you want to do like a investigation check? Yeah, I have alchemy supplies. Actually, no, I don't. I don't have my alchemist kit. I have proficiency with alchemy. Alchemist's kit. I haven't actually got one. Ignore that. Dang. Um, okay. Would that be an investigation check? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it's good. I've got a plus six to that. Oh. 5 plus 6 is 11, that's not very good. So you can't tell much about it, but you can tell that it's plastic. Or fantasy plastic. Okay. Plastic. No! <laughs> yeah. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> is it bad that, that I... My, you went plastic, my brain went fantasy plastic. <laughs> you can't <laughs> sing that. Dreams come you can't true. add that, that's probably <laughs> <Yeah>. copyrighted. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think you can... You can copyright fantasy Costco. <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely feels like it's trespassing it's, it's anyway. It's definitely it's definitely not RIP. Yes. Everyone listen to the adventure zone. Um I mean I don't think they need any more promo. No. I know, but we, we need to, to pay pay our respect to The gods of podcasting. Uh, the pod gods. Yeah. yeah. The, the three headed gods. <laughs> 
Right, I think, was, did you, was Delphi going to do something, or have you already... So the, I'm guessing, you you didn't explicitly say it, but I, I'm guessing the um, the points are from, are roughly where we are fighting monsters, so the, where, the centre, the, the big, the sundial is where the fire snake and the methods are, were, and the yes. display of pieces were over against one of the buildings. Um, yeah. Okay. The only thing I can yeah. think of is I think Delphi, you're, like, you're, while um, you're investigating it, they take their crystal and, like, they, they know it's plastic, but they want to just make sure, and so they take their crystal and they try and scratch the surface of it. Because if it scratches, it can't, it, it must be plastic. If it's, <laughs> if it doesn't scratch, it's stronger. And that, and this mm-hmm. this is the strongest thing they know of. They haven't been able to find anything that can break it. Mona sort of sees this and and is like, oh, um, maybe this will work better. And literally get her claws out and do the same thing. Both of you managed to make dents in it. Did you do it in a Great. secretly cool. hidden spot so people don't come and? No, Delphi did it right on the oh. front face. There is no secret. <laughs> so did Rayna. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they were like, "I've got to do that hard to see if it works." And so it's like, it's almost a gouge. It's like, it's not nice, nice. one. They are going to notice that you realise. It's like it's just plastic. In some no. ways, you may have broken the sun kind dial. <laughs> At this point, uh, Scooter pipes up and says, "Well." Uh, considering you have have just done minor property damage, it may uh, maybe best to uh, wind up our 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 interferences here. That wasn't that was the displacer beast. That was not us. Of course, whatever you say. But like, listen, I am not a particularly scientific person, but from what I'm hearing. This is not a problem that we can solve in one day, correct? Correct. Sure. Well, yeah, but we don't want to just leave these people getting attacked. I mean, I, I, ideally, you'd have someone here to monitor the ambient levels of magic and check it keeps degrading. In which case, perhaps it would be best to report this back to Bastet and tell her to perhaps station a couple of wizards, or I, I don't know what what you would suggest, but it seems like we need individuals to stay here and to make sure that this town continues to be safe. I think someone to... I don't know if there, is, uh, if there are any local wizards who might be keeping an eye on things already, but uh, just uh, some kind of... If you could keep a minor magic initiate here who can... Just keep checking the ambient magic levels, check magic casting, you know, uh, raise the alarm if it spikes yes. back up again. And perhaps a a few more fighters or to bulk out their mm. uh, their local militia to um, to ensure that they stay safe. I think that sounds like a good idea. Should we tell them specifically what happened? Is, I think we should. Is there like a, a mayor or something, someone that we can... Isn't a mayor a type of force? Tell, rather than just... Sorry, what was that, Delphi? Isn't a mayor a type of force? That's M-A-R-E. This is M-A-Y-O-R. <laughs> like, a leader. <laughs> I love uh, Delphi so much. <laughs> Delphi, what... Delphi, what existing concepts do you have about politics and local government? I, I'm aware that your government works a certain way. I just... 
and it's completely different to the way that um, how does your does. work? How does your work? So th- we're talking about a guy who's who is elected to look after the people of this town. Ah, cool. And I think they say, uh, uh, and then they go, oh, uh, and then I don't know the word, but they do say some, a completely different word. They're like, oh, like this. Uh, oh, a filer. Yes, exactly like that. Right. <laughs> Does his guessing. Uh, we could also talk, perhaps, if there's a chief of the local yeah. watch or something. So someone, so we can mm-hmm. uh, let them know what's happened. Shall we? Uh... I'm not going to make any more jokes about them not understanding stuff. <laughs> they're like, wait, where's the local watch? Delphi just is the epitome of that of that uh, that meme with Captain America going. I got that reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scooter goes and pops her head back around in the pub and asks like Harley, who to talk to. Um, because Harley's become your like point of reference in this community, apparently. Harley points you in the direction of, funnily enough, the glassblower's shop, and a tall red dragonborn answers the door and is like, uh, hey, how can I help y'all? Hello. Are you the mayor? Uh, we don't really have, like, a mayor, but, um, and our kind of, uh, city official is uh, off in Addis Orbis, uh, you know, uh, protecting our interests or whatever. And she says this with, like, <laughs> air quotes. But um, I guess I am the de facto uh, in charge. I'm, uh, I'm Marla. Nice to meet you, Marla. So you're like a community leader? Yeah, I guess that's the right, that's the right title for me. So uh, how can I help y'all? You were the ones that fought off those uh, those monsters last night, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, well, fought fought off might might be a strong term, but we gave it a good go. Uh, we did we did fight fight them off. I don't know what you're talking about. We killed them. Well, we didn't kill all of them. Well, yeah, but they also nearly killed us in the process. But that's by the by. But they didn't kill us, and that's the main thing. Yes. I like your thinking, Morgan. Very good. But it's gone, and that's the main thing. Well, anyway, that's not why we're here. Uh, well, we, well, it is adjacent, sort of like. We wanted to let you know that we don't think we've solved the problem. There's a high level of ambient magic that here. It does seem to be falling. It does seem to be degrading. And I'm assuming that uh, whatever is bringing these creatures here and it does seem to be multiple creatures brought here that it will stop happening as the magic level fades we're going to uh tell our superiors in atus orbis to send someone here who can keep an eye on the magic level and maybe see if they can handle anything that happens in the future if it does happen so hopefully you should get some advance warning if it, if it starts to spike again but it is not totally solved all right, I'm uh, I'm amenable to that. And then uh, she eyes up Scooter and kind of like leans into to Taz and and says, "Oh, and just um, by the by, um, mm-hmm. as much as I appreciate the uh, the potential extra reinforcement, please make sure they don't go too hard on the the fighters. I don't want that much military presence from Addis Orbis here. If it's all the same to you." I'll do my best. To Atis Orbis. To Atis Orbis.
everyone, Ellie here. Sorry to interrupt the action, we've just got a very quick promo for a very cool podcast called Snyder's Return. They are a UK-based TTRPG podcast that we think you would love. So, uh, without further ado, roll the trailer! Chloe. Chloe, have you done it? Thank you! Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring interviews and a D&D 5e actual play adventure, so you can learn about different game systems and content creation, while also listening to us disrupt everyday life on the Sword Coast. We release episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on your podcasting platform, so come join us as we improvise, adapt, and overcome. City, baby. Let's see those cat girls. Oh my gosh! Can you sing? Can you sing your cat girl city song? No. What? <laughs> no, because it's inappropriate for the podcast. Wasn't it like take me down to the cat girl city where the something something and the where the milk is cool and the sand is gritty? <laughs> I've changed it a little bit so it doesn't use the word gritty anymore. Oh no, gritty is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know what that could be. <laughs> Sweats. Let's go back to debrief and on the journey back, have a little level up. Leveling up. Oh, woo, yeah, woo, baby. Woo. Well, we're going up to level five. We were on level three and we're going up to level five. Uh, Morgan mostly gets some nice, new shiny spells. She gets some third level spells. I won't tell you what they are because it's going to be surprise when when I use them, especially one of them, which I've renamed. The only other interesting thing is I got an ability score increase, which possibly sillily I have not put into intelligence, but I've boosted some other stuff, which now means that I have plus eight initiative. Oh my my intelligence is only plus Yeah, I four. think your intelligence is um, just fine. Only. <laughs> plus five would be useful, but I went to plus... Uh, but I boosted my decks and my... Well, I boost con- yeah, I boost constitution as well. So I've got extra armor class and initiative and hit points. So I need your guys' help to decide what to do with my level up. So at level 5 I get my extra attack, which is rad as hell. And I could basically boost my dex by one and my strength by one, which would give me plus 3 strength and plus 2 dex. Or I could take a feat. Feet, 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 feet. Take a feat, young Skywalker. I did not write. I I will say, I will just say I did not make that up. I had that see it online. I'm not okay. taking all of it. <laughs> Fighters get extra ASI, so you might as well take a mm. feat. I've talked to Ellie about it, and I'm hoping that we can use the um, half orc racial trait, a uh, relentless endurance. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I but I also might. It also doesn't give me any bonuses, and I didn't get knocked out during either fight, so I don't know if it's going to be useful. So what I think I might do is take the ability increase now, and then the next time we level up, take Relentless Endurance. Next time I get a racial trait, next time we get, sorry, the chance to basically take it, I'll take it, is what I'm thinking I'll do. Oh, you get get lots of extra opportunities, so might as well. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Mm. 
So this is the, the le my least favourite thing about playing melee classes. I'm just like, I get a number and I can hit a little bit more. I've got a new spell that is the coolest of buffs. So if you want a cool buff uh, soon, you're going to get it. We love buffs. Oh, we love buffs. Um, Chloe, what do you got? Gimme. Uh, so I put all of my ability score into charisma because yeah. that's like everything I do. You got the cutest character. In an all baby way, cute. Not in a hot character. Yeah, well, I am a cat girl. God, I hate. And you are the shortest by a long way. Wait, is that you in real life or or Raina? <laughs> I'm five foot ten. I'm not short. I'm just the Ooh. shortest. No, Raina is two inches taller than me. I am five foot eight. <laughs> so I'm not small in real life either. So I can. I now have more bardic inspiration die, which is exciting. Cool. It's also a d8 now rather than d6, which is. Good. And that's nice. Oh, I yes. gain any expended uses when I finish a short oh. rest now. So much bardic inspiration. That's the main thing. The mantle of inspiration thing that I did is now eight temporary hit points instead of five. And I have some lovely new spells. Probably not Yay. as much as anyone else because bards don't know that many spells, but I do have some cool ones which will come out mm. over the course of. Delphi, what's, what's happening with you? I get a second attack as well. And um, as well as. Um, I get third level spells um, I've got some real fun ones that allow me to be slightly ridiculous and, and you're not already um, slightly ridiculous? yeah no even more so <laughs> it, it, there's some fun stuff that's definitely going to come up in the next fight as well as some a lot of utility have we just got like three heavily support characters now and Toz just does everything else um, more go bonk more go bonk but then yeah. Delphi can do multiple mm -hmm. things, to be fair. Delphi is, is versatile. Instead of an ability score increase, they have taken Keen Mind, which gives them plus one intelligence, and then they yes. can they get to always know which way is north, always know the number of hours left before sunrise or sunset, and accurately recall anything you have seen or heard within the past month. That is cool. I love it. That is such good tree <laughs> content. Treeple. That's good treeple yeah. content. I'm really here for this. Fun fact, I took that feat for a homebrew campaign where I was a cyborg because I thought I looked at oh. it and went, it fits so well. Alrighty, cool. So um, you all get back to Atus Orbus and um, you head back to, uh, to Bastet's office it's it's a is a loose term for it because it's kind of like an open platform security in catgirl city is really not a high priority apparently <laughs> and she uh welcomes you all back and says so uh do you have anything to report um, yeah quite a lot actually well the good news is that we did a thing the bad news is it wasn't the thing you sent us to do uh oh the, the, the uh, floating child was not there when we got there and there was no trace of the floating child uh, but we did find some horrible monsters that we then killed in the next place over is no one going to continue to back me up is Morgan just like left left hanging there <laughs> I mean yes that happened well you did a very good job right um w well uh... we tell her everything that happened <laughs> yeah we tell her we tell her everything that happened <laughs> She, you know, when people like s like steeple their fingers, she does that with her paws, and says, "Hmm, that's well. I'm glad that you managed to 
to sort the problem uh, in in Tepmat, but I think you have good cause to be concerned. Um, Morgan, do you know anyone who could shed more light on on this, on on what could possibly be going wrong with with the place in in Tepmat? Well. Tosia did mention something that got me thinking. I'm not a planar physicist. I'm not really up to date on the current planar system physics knowledge, but I think if I were to visit the university here, theoretical physics department might be able to assist us. What happened if it is some kind of creatures coming from different planes of reality? thing that it really shouldn't be happening like this but I don't want to rule it out okay well that sounds like a potential um, an avenue for you to look into I don't have any current cases for you at the moment so I think it's best that you pursue this line of inquiry um, and we can reconvene here in a little while I'll give you something to keep in contact with me uh, and she turns around and you see there's like a small, in the corner of the room, there's like a covered structure and she she lifts up the corner of, of the cover and you, you see it's like a, it's like a birdcage. And she pulls out this, uh, this small bird shape and she says, um, this is, uh, top-of-the-range Catgirl City technology uh, brought to us by by Adavan Lovas, actually, in the Clockwork City. It's a, an excellent way to, to keep in contact. Um, and it's this, like, small uh, raven that's, like, made of, like, clockwork, so it's like a little animatronic <gasps> raven. And it opens uh, its mouth. Very cool. What in the nine hells is that? This is a... Uh, it's... Its official name is a vocal transmitter, but uh, we like to call them uh, carrier ravens. Essentially, I can record a message using uh, magic that's imbued in the raven and then send it to you, and it will be able to use the spell locate person and find all of you. Uh, So if you want to go and uh, take some time off, explore the city, when I need you next... uh, just look out for the raven and uh, you'll know to come back here. Does that make of sense? Course. Technology is amazing. So you're saying that's a magic bird? <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> Chloe's not confused. Raina's confused. <laughs> it's a magic metal bird. It's it's a it's a it's an automaton essentially uh, in in miniature form. If you're not uh, an auto 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 what? Thomas, have you ever been out of Catgirl City? Only on the ocean. I mean, it's not like I haven't used one before, but I've heard of them. Have you really not kept up with these? They're... Have you met a Warforged ever? That's, uh, you're saying words, and I don't know what they mean. Uh, to be fair, there are not many people who have met a Warforged. I'm very confused. To be fair, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> thank you, Delphi. Thank you. Have you. Do I have to explain what the Warforged are? And, and what is this Warforged? A Warforged? Do I need to explain what a Warforged yeah. is to them? A uh, Warforged... That sounds like a place where you make weapons. I thought there was a different name for that. You know how you're a person made of wood? No, it's... Hmm. It, the thing is, it was... um. Hmm. 
it was a little before my time, but in the university in Brawl, where I studied, uh, I'm still actually work for them, I'm just on a sabbatical, uh, but um, there was an incident with the biomancy department. They were attempting to... You know the, the, the moving cities? Uh, yes? Uh, vaguely. No. No? They're big cities, they move. They move? Anyway, they were trying to rival that. How does a city move? Do you mean like a tent, like a caravan? No, it's 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 big. It's the gods did it, sort of. Oh um, wow, I could I could spend the whole day doing a history lesson, really. If, if you are clearly not caught up with any of this, look. Why don't we go get a drink and we can explain everything? Bastet kind of cuts you off and is like, as fascinating as uh, having basic technology explained to me is. Um, I do actually have uh, other meetings that I need to uh, to get on with today, so. Uh, if you could all take this conversation outside, that would be great. Yes. Oh, sorry. Sh- of course. Yes. Sorry. Um, I'll, I'll, we can we can have this conversation another time. But in a nutshell, they accidentally made some people out of wood and metal, uh, and that's warforged. And now no one really knows what to do with them. And the biomancy department got shut down for ethics violations. Right. Okay. I'm gonna like come back to that. Yes, Bastet. Thank you. Do you mind if I just uh? uh have a little private conversation with you quickly before you go very short uh yes of of course i also wanted to have a quick talk with delphi if that's all right like i guess morgan so, and, and leaves and, and tosia i guess comes with can, yeah tosia's gonna go wait outside politely can i like recommend to them a nice i haven't come up with a name or where it is or anything like a nice pub they can go to and i say it's a nice pub it's actually like full of very rowdy people <laughs> that or it potentially just isn't there what about like the uh um like the kitten's arms or something <laughs> kitten's arm and i can be like oh we can meet back there it's a good it's a good place mm-hmm. so, reyna if you wouldn't mind waiting outside as as well i i i'm sure the conversation i have with delphi will only be a quick one yeah no problem what what can i do for you um I really uh, don't mean this in a in a an offensive way, so um, pardon me if it sounds it. But um, well, this is a wide-ranging uh, operation. The the project Project Arrow Ace. We have input from several governments, from from the Loxodon cities, uh, from Bro, from Navrosh. Uh, and from Adavan Lovers. Uh, yes. We didn't put any advertisement in Calrity, so I want to know how you found out about this particular opportunity and why you decided to join us. I'm afraid I'm not entirely sure. Aces is Am Chisholm, Chloe Elliott, Ariel Evans, Katie McLeod, and me, Ellie Webster. Many thanks to our patrons Nate Scott Jones, Ouroboros, EK Green, Space Ben, Callum D, Ebad, 
KP and still a piece of garbage. If you want to join them or find out more about what different rewards we offer, head to patreon.com forward slash deck of many aces. If you'd like to leave us a review, please do so on the podcast platform of your choice. If your podcast platform doesn't have a review system, then you can use our Podchaser page. We read every review and it means the world to us. If you want to chat to us on socials, it's at Deck of Many Aces on pretty much every social media you can think of. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Blue Sky, Hive. We've got all of them. Give us a bell on any of those. Or if you want to send us an email the old-fashioned way, it's deckofmanyaces at gmail.com. If you love the music from the show, you can check it out. It's on Chloe Elliott's Bandcamp. You can also search for any of the original soundtrack albums just by searching Deck of Many Aces in most music streaming platforms. If you want to find us elsewhere, there's lots of places on the internet you can do so. You can find both Am and Chloe on uh, Rendezvous with Destiny, our sister podcast. Am also runs a podcast with Will called Date Night Drive-In. And Chloe can be found on Twitch at Chloe underscore with the flow. As for me, I've not got much out on the internet these days, but if you would like to support me or would like to hear more about what I'm doing in the creative sphere, have a little look at the episode description and click the sign up to my mailing list link. I'll never spam your inbox. It's usually an email every month or two just to kind of let you know what I'm doing, what projects are in your area or online that I'm getting involved with and how you can support me as an artist. If you'd like to support the podcast, obviously the Patreon we've mentioned earlier. If you just want to support us with a one-off donation, you can go to our Acast supporter link. That's supporter.acast.com forward slash deck of many aces with dashes between the words. That's all from me. I love you. Have an ace week. Bye.